Hi, and welcome to my podcast, Eileen Talks Menopause. When it comes to menopause, I always say knowledge is power. So keep listening to learn about all things perimenopause and menopause and gain the knowledge and power to take control of your symptoms, ease worries, and find the answers to questions you didn't even know you had. This week on my podcast, I am talking about the worst symptoms of the menopause. So I'll be speaking about five of the most distressing symptoms which I am most often contacted about, explaining what causes them and offering my advice on tips on how to ease them. So let's get started. Here is number one, and that is mood changes. So according to the Gen M report, less than 15% of women were aware that anxiety and mood changes were part of the menopause. So you can imagine how many women going through the menopause are finding emotional changes really hard to cope with and they don't connect it to the menopause. And, you know, I get so many women coming to me, am I going mad? What's going wrong? I just don't understand. So... For the mood changes, it's an absolutely huge one. It can be very debilitating. It can affect your day-to-day life. It can affect your relationships and it can affect your work. So the main symptoms here would be things like anxiety. So we're not talking about a little worry. This is deep-seated anxiety that very often you can't find a reason for. It can be rage. It can be anger. It can be irritability. It can be mood swings going from from one side um, to the other. It could be low mood. It can be crying. It can be fear. Um, It could be loss of confidence. You you imagine all these things impacting on your life. It's going to impact you physically because these emotional swings can be extremely draining. And obviously, emotionally, it can um, cause a huge amount of disruption too. The sort of things you're looking at to help would be your magnesium. This is really important because magnesium is a mood stabilizer. It's going to help with all sorts of different areas of of mood and the emotions. Water, you know, this is so important. Dehydration is going to make anxiety worse. You're going to get palpitations. Um, you're, You're going to get much more accentuated Um, anxiety and other issues if you're dehydrated. So loads of water over and above your other drinks. You can look at calming herbs. So these would be things like um, passion flower, avena sativa, valerian, and the flower essences. The flower essences are great because if your mood changes come about really quickly and you're out and about, you know, there's nothing normally you can do about it. The flower essences, they're little bottles, You can keep them in your pocket or your bag. And the minute you feel something on, you can put a few drops straight onto the tongue. The one thing I will say here, if your mood issues are really serious, if you think that you're getting depression, if you find that you really can't cope and you don't even want to get out of bed, this is the point where you go and speak to your doctor or look for some sort of um, professional advice. Number two is hot flushes and night sweats. This is the number one symptom which most women are aware of. 
but only 75% of women will get hot flushes and night sweats. So there's a good group of women who won't get this particular um, symptom at all. But again, it's another horrible one. It's debilitating. Um, if you're getting sweats on a regular basis, again, it's going to absolutely drain you of energy. It can be extremely embarrassing if you're at work and suddenly you, you're sitting there with a, you know, your face going bright red and you, you're just feeling so very, very uncomfortable. It can affect your confidence um, a great deal. A lot of women tell me they, if they get a lot of hot flushes, they just don't want to go out and socialize or be with people because it's just too much to cope with. Night sweats are going to disrupt your sleep and that's another huge issue which I'm going to talk about um, shortly. So for this particular one, the main herb is sage. This is known, there's a lot of research on it, this is known to help with hot flushes and night sweats. It usually works quite quickly. Remember too that if even if you get hot and you're not sweating, you're still possibly going to get dehydrated. Dehydration is going to affect your nervous system and it's going to trigger more hot flushes and night sweats. So water is a really good, simple treatment um, for this, so don't forget it. Number three is joint pain. This is one at the beginning that we were really surprised because even we weren't aware that joint aches and pains were, were a common menopause symptom. And this is what a lot of women experience this at, at some point. It can affect your mobility. You know, if, if you're used to being active and suddenly you, you're ending up with a lot of joint pain, it's going to affect your free time. It's going to affect all the maybe hobbies you do. It's going to affect your exercise. You can't exercise if you're in joint pain. If you can't exercise, that's possibly going to affect your weight. So there's the whole raft of other health issues that can appear if you have got joint aches and pains. Even things like sleeping, if you're in pain, you can't sleep and that's going to affect you the next day as well. What we do think happens is that, that low estrogen affects the elasticity and hydration of your joints, so it will affect the mobility of the joints. And if your joints are dehydrated, that can lead to inflammation and that in turn will lead to pain. So guess what? For joint pain, water is a really great treatment. And I've had women come back literally within a week or so. All they've done is started to drink a lot of plain water and their symptoms have eased quite considerably. So this is a really easy free treatment to do. Other things you can look at is the herb devil's claw, which is known as a, a natural anti-inflammatory. Calcium and magnesium supplement can be helpful and it is important to exercise. Now I know you're thinking, well, if I'm in pain, I can't exercise, but it's really important to stabilize your joints. And this goes for everybody, not just if you are um, getting um, joint aches and pains. So the more strength that you can give to the muscles either side of your main joints especially, then the less the joints are likely to deteriorate. Obviously, if you can't get out and about because of pain, you can look at um, very gentle exercises such as swimming, yoga, pilates, tai chi. And if you're really struggling, you can get exercises that you can do sitting in your chair 
Um, so all you need to do here is go onto YouTube and you'll find plenty of them. And even doing 15 or 20 minutes of exercises, sitting down every day, maybe, you know, when you're watching the TV in the evening, can make a big difference in helping to stabilize the joints. Number four is cognitive issues. Who's not been there when your brain has just completely gone? And I know for me that it was one of my symptoms. I could be in the middle of talking about something and it felt as if someone had just pulled the plug on my brain. There was nothing in it. It was just, it was like a blank TV screen. Um, it's a horrible one because A, it's embarrassing. Um, it can be, you know, it can give you a, a sort of anxiety because you, you can't actually get back to what you were talking about. What I discovered was that if you kind of joke about it, so eventually I just used to say, oh, you know what, I'm having a black hole moment. I'll be with you in a minute. Because I wasn't getting anxious and stressed, that made me much calmer and my thoughts came back a, a lot quicker that way. So if you get into the habit of just trying not to panic too much when these things happen, you will find that your thoughts will come back much quicker. I know a lot of women, they contact me and they actually think that they're getting Alzheimer's or dementia because they're forgetting so many things. And, you know, if you're in a family, very often the woman is the, is the, the, the mental calendar and diary. She knows everything that's going on. And, um, you know, I've had women tell me that they, they've just, the whole family's kind of gone to pieces because she keeps forgetting things. Um, it can also be um, focus, it can be concentration. A lot of women have problems at work when they just can't concentrate and focus. It can be that kind of just a foggy brain. And sometimes it can even be, you can feel quite spaced out as if you're not really quite here, which can sometimes be um, quite frightening. Again, this sort of thing, it can cause um, fatigue and cause problems with your sleep. So you're looking here, water, because just remember your brain needs a lot of water to, to function and just being dehydrated can cause foggy brain and forgetfulness. You can look at the herb ginkgo biloba, which is known to help with um, concentration and to improve memory too. Number five, which I've talked about in, in several of these situations, is difficulty sleeping. We think that as your oestrogen falls, it affects the level at which you go to sleep. So it takes you longer to fall asleep, which means that thoughts are going round and round in your head for a lot longer, which can then set off your nervous system, making it practically impossible to get to sleep. But we know too that, that, that low oestrogen gives you a much shallower sleep. So external things can wake you up which may not have happened before, hot flushes or sweats are more likely to wake you up. Even, you know, your partner moving in bed can be enough to, to wake you up. So if you're getting woken up on a regular basis during the night, if you're not getting off to sleep properly, then your body isn't getting enough time to relax recuperate and to restore its energy and then the next morning you're going to be tired you're going to be irritable you're going to have problems focusing so all these things can be very much interconnected with each other so if you're looking at sleep it's really important to have a good routine before you go to bed so 
don't have coffee or caffeine drinks in the evening if you can. So many women have told me that just cutting out the tea time, the nighttime cup of tea or coffee gives them a much better night's sleep. Don't go for high salt and sugar snacks in the evening because they will rev your nervous system up and make it much more difficult to relax. So it is important to have a snack before you go to bed to keep your blood sugar stable. But you're looking at healthy fats, maybe a little energy ball or some Greek yogurt or some with some berries or nuts and seeds or maybe an oat cake and a nut butter. So you're looking at, at the foods that are going to stabilize your blood sugars. Also have a small shot glass of warm water just before you jump into bed. Dehydration will make you get up and go to the toilet more because your urine will be very concentrated and dehydration can affect your nervous system triggering night sweats. The reason I'd recommend a warm glass of water is if you take cold water before you go to bed, it can shock your digestive system and that will stop you getting to sleep. Just a small glass is enough to keep you hydrated without putting too much pressure on your bladder. You can also look at herbs such as valerian and hops. We have our licensed dormiazan for sleep. And um, you can also look at some of the flower essences um, as, as well. I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. If you did, don't forget to subscribe and tune in next week when I will be talking about 10 things you need to know about perimenopause. Take care and thank you for listening.